Hi everybody, it's Chris here from Little Sprouts Forest School. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Uh, we're really excited. This is sort of our pilot episode and we've got lots to cover, lots to talk about. Hi, this is Ellie, also from Little Sprouts Forest School. And we want to start by just a little overview for anyone who's not sure what Forest School is. Forest School is an approach, a learning process, which happens in a natural environment, which allows for the holistic development of the child. So they're physical, they're intellectual, they're spiritual, the list is endless. It originated in Scandinavia and was inspired by their, I think it's called Fritzliv, an outdoor way of life. There are a few points that Forest School, the Forest School Association in the UK say that Forest School should meet. So it, it should be long term and ideally over seasons. So it's not just a one off thing that children go to. Ideally with the same group of people over time. There's a strong emphasis on free play and child led, child initiated learning. Also risk allowing children to take risks that have the ben- that there are benefits to taking risks and that's a big part of forest school we, we've set ourselves the kind of theme to talk about what the role of forest school and outdoor learning in post pandemic world recovery which i think is huge we're probably not going to cover all aspects of that but i started thinking to myself what is it that children need now following this crazy time that they've been through and mm-hmm. I've listed lots of things that I do think children need generally and more than ever now but actually what I kept coming back to is forest school is so holistic isn't it it's really hard to separate that out and I think actually that the recovery needs to be holistic as well so it's not necessarily just what kids need it's what families and communities need because there's a lot of talk in the media at the moment isn't there about how we're going to recover right I keep hearing the phrase like the lost learning yeah lost learning which i think could be a whole podcast on its own but but and so a lot of the ideas that the government are bandying about at the moment are extended school days or going into the holidays and despite the fact that i just think that's a ridiculous idea from a child's perspective also what impact would that have on the adults the families who've been struggling all this time with homeschooling how are they going to feel about that and what impact is it going to have and kind of what's the benefit versus the, the gain the gain yeah absolutely and um, and the same for teachers and educators so i've really just said what you don't need so far <laughs> well yeah. that's sometimes easier to work out what you don't need when you don't know what you do need it's easier to work out what you don't need it definitely, <laughs> it definitely is so i've written here in my notes diversity of interaction i think when i think about what children have have missed out on in terms of education and curriculum I'm just not I don't know if it's controversial or not but I'm just not that worried about the loss of curriculum time absolutely agree couldn't agree more it's and it keeps it's unraveling it's you know like they say the first week back when we had key worker children in perhaps it was almost like right what 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 do we need to target and we didn't know straight away and I feel as the months are unraveling we're, we're starting to find out more and more things that they need and it isn't maths and it isn't more English. It's, no. I've got here, I've put here, uh, the biggest thing I've noticed is like, and again, it might be because they've done so many lessons online, sort of stuff like nonverbal cues and when to listen and when somebody else is going to talk and waiting turns and turn, you know, I mean, children are naturally very me, 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 you know, they want, they want their voice heard a lot of the time. 
that is all, always natural. We used to. Yeah, that. it's just a stage of development to some extent, isn't it? But it's completely new. Yeah, that kids, the age group that we teach, I noticed the difference in this cohort compared to pre-pandemic cohorts, definitely. Um, and I think that that so okay. So if we start with that, then how what can Forest School offer to that? I think is to me like dead obvious because it's yeah. just a different environment isn't it where there's a bit more freedom and that those things there's like an intrinsic motivation within forest school to take your turn and wait for things because the things are so exciting <laughs> yeah and also because we're not pressured in forest school to hit a target or have a page completed by the end of a session or whatever and um, in the same way that you are in school then it allows you more, you can give more space and freedom to that. Definitely. I think when children hit that, that flow state, they naturally then don't seem quite as needy. Or I don't know what the right phrase is, not needy, but, you know, I think more, you can say needy, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they seem a lot more relaxed to wait their turn once they've had that chance of a flow state. And they do Definitely. really lose track of time, don't they, in the sessions? Absolutely. And it, it just feels healthy for your brain. This is totally anecdotal. I'm sure I can find some sites to back it up, though. That when you do something that puts you in a state, it just feels better, doesn't it? Kind of brain absolutely. space. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's something that where there'll have been a real disparity because some kids, particularly in the last, lot, more so in the last lockdown, when there wasn't particularly much of a framework in terms of curriculum offerings and and there was probably more diversity in what schools were sending the kids to do at home. So, but there was a, this amazing influx, wasn't there, of creative stuff that people provided. And so I think some kids might have had lots of those opportunities initially, but I feel like parents have got a bit fatigued with that now because they've just got jobs to get on with a lot of them, haven't they? And, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the act of doing it with other children, being around other children, which yes. goes back to your point about turn taking and about the there's only so much you can do as a, as a parent. So obviously, I'm not my I'm an only child, my kid's an only child. So there's only so much that we can offer him in terms of those kind of skills, really, because there's only three people in our house. You need other people, don't you, to kind of not just for interaction, but to to have a diversity of interaction think yeah and it's that's what we found when we, you know again going back to last march when we thought right we'll pivot our business plan and we'll try and deliver forest schools in a different way what what can we deliver but actually the richness of the sessions is because it's in person and there's so many different people in a session different children parents at some sessions that you can't replicate that no you, you just can't, can't replicate those interactions can you one aspect of that I think that's really important that kids are missing out on as well is interacting with people that don't just get you and that aren't going to give you the leeway. Because I think when you talk to your parents or your siblings, mm. you all know each other really well. So you either get away with things that you perhaps wouldn't with strangers or people that you don't know as well, or or that potentially then your parents are more harsh on you and more kind of expect more from you. But either way, I just think that that, not interacting with strangers is going to have going to yeah. have had some impact although i'm not quite sure what exactly this is it we still don't know do we really no but, but i do know that 
for every question, I know that both schools has an answer. <laughs> Love that. Bing. <laughs> um, there you go. That's the tagline for this podcast, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so coming off that, that kind of the thing to do with interaction, um, just put fun as well. I think some yes. kids are going to have a fun deficit and how sad is that? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, absolutely. That's a huge one. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But like yeah, the anticipation of going to borough schools, getting your wellies on, getting ready. Sometimes the anticipation as well of fun and then do you know what I mean? They've missed out on that whole uh ritual of a forest school session. Yeah, do you know, I've been talking to my friends as well. For us as adults, like I miss having things to look forward to. Because you know, this time of year normally we start kind of planning what we're going to do at Easter, maybe book a holiday or a festival. And those things kind of get you through the end of winter, don't they? And I wonder how kids feel about that, not having that kind of thing to look forward to that that they're used to doing as well. Yeah, that's interesting. So other kind of areas that I've thought about are screen-free time. That's a big one. Wow. Green overload. I saw somebody put on Twitter the other day, it was like a plea. They were like, help, my child has just said they're bored of the television. What do I do? <laughs> we're in uncharted waters there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But uh, again, of course. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Of course, <laughs> but forest schools is definitely the antidote to that, isn't it? Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and I think it's not, a, it's not just a case of having screen-free time, because... I like from your own personal anecdotes, you say you try screen free time, but really you're in that state where you still, you still want the screen. You're still, yeah. you're just like distracting yeah. yourself from the screen. Whereas I would argue at the forest school sessions, it's different to just screen free time. It, it's more than that. It's a plus if that makes It's like you're doing something else. You're not even thinking about the screen. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's really hard to art- not artificially have screen, t- screen free time. But if that, if you're a family that relies on screens quite a lot, which I think arguably yeah. we all are at the moment. Yeah. It, that, yeah, exactly that. What you just said. It's really difficult to, in that same home environment, just take that screen away and for it to feel like a really, there's always an element of anxiety about getting back on it, I think, for, certainly for my kid anyway. And for us. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. We're on screens right now talking to yeah. each other. So it's that immersion <laughs> that you get from forest school, isn't it? That That's the word. Yeah, yeah. You don't go to forest school to get away from the screen. You go to it for all the amazing things that you can It's just a nice byproduct that <laughs> you get a bit of yes. rest that's from it. the blue It's bigger light. than that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Definitely. And then other, another area where I think kids have lost out is exercise. And oh, then, that's such a big one for me. I really feel about that. I really do. Because um, even though we're all, we've all done Joe Wicks, <laughs> haven't we, Chris? <laughs> You're not done Joe Wicks? Yeah, my, eyebrow, my eyebrows raised. <laughs> Good old um, Joe. But yeah, nothing can replace just that regular incidental movement i think is what i'm thinking of. i was thinking about now. yeah and it's exercise. also incidental movement that's a great is that a phrase or have you just made that up it is now <laughs> love it yeah because you think our sessions are an hour and a half sometimes two hours depending on what the session is and you know there's, there's no seats as such there's logs to sit on around the campfire but 
they're squatting, they're down at the mud kitchen, they're on the yeah. swings, they're soaring. You know, it's all that movement in different different ways that they just, you, again, you can't replicate it, you okay, know, yeah. going to the park. Much like the screen-free thing, thing as well, it's not, you're not saying, right, I'm going to go and do some exercise now. It's just a happy side effect. Byproduct. <laughs> yes. And certainly for my kid and where his head's at now, where he has had more screen time recently and has been more sedentary, I think if I say to him, do you want to go for a walk? He says, oh, yeah, it's such a battle, honestly, mate. But yesterday I said, do you want to go meet somebody from the walk? So we went and met somebody from the walk you haven't seen for ages. Um, in a really quiet woodland and honestly it was like a different kid he just came alive he was a bit straight away we we were walking on the path and straight away the kids two of them just went up off the path and they found this amazing den it was properly like someone had set up camp like it was all woven together it had a window cut into wow. it i've been to these woodlands hundreds of thousands of times and i've never ever come across it but it must have been there a while it looked really well established it had a fire pit it was really amazing anyway i felt like the freedom vibes coming off him and yes yeah and so he was everywhere because he hasn't had that much space for a while but i think if i'd said to him should we go for a wall and then gone for a wall it wouldn't have had the same effect and also i'd say about the duration as well like you can go for a 20 minute walk to the park and back but Parents have often said to us that a child would never spend this much time outdoors and be happily occupied. Whereas, yeah. you know, it's that flow state. Oh my gosh, it's, it's 12 o'clock now. We've got to get the time's up already. And they've spent yeah. an hour and a half moving and interacting. Another thing you made me think of there, I don't know, I'm going off tangent. It's about how you said he'd spotted something in nature that he'd not seen before. It's also like nothing, no two minutes are ever the same outdoors. Yeah, so you could go yeah. to you could go to our site today. It'd be different than it was yesterday. It will be different tomorrow. And like seeing how the settings can change and noticing the changes there. Whereas if you sat at home indoors, um, you don't get that richness of um, sensory information. Definitely, and it Does makes, makes you feel more absolutely. It makes you feel more connected, doesn't it? To the season as well. I think we both felt our mood was much lighter yesterday because we'd been out. We'd felt those signs of spring as well, and the weather has turned this week, which has helped. Oh, yeah. Just all those little signs, the little shoots coming up, and hearing there's a stream yeah. where yeah. we went, and you can hear the water moving. And that for two weeks, it's all been frozen, hasn't it? So consciously, but also on some subconscious kind of primal level, that connection with the season. Is absolutely really yeah absolutely. yeah you're in sync with the season yeah mm, yeah and i think that we can't blame the pandemic completely for that the loss of that connection but certainly it hasn't helped has it mm. so another thing in our job in school with kids really when you were saying earlier that it's not more maths and english that they need i've really noticed a difference in their motor skills mm. so again that's something that in front, that from school really addresses absolutely yeah there's a phrase you used before and i can't remember what it was but there's it, it a difference between the steps to a slide are yeah. all uniform and they're they're artificial whereas the steps that you'd create a ladder that you'd create in a forest school isn't artificial it's real life and it's it's better for what what's that phrase you know what i'm talking about 
I do know what you're talking about. I can't think of the word, but yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry, or just, no, it's all right. Just the natural, like, footholds on a tree as well. No two steps are the same distance for the, yeah, for the physical development. I think that might have come from possibly Tim Gill, who's the, I think I might have told you about him before. He wrote, ah, oh, the name's gone now. Something to do with bringing up children in a risk-diverse society. And that's all about risk. But he originally was a town planner. And he plans towns that yeah. are child-friendly. I think that might be where I read about that. Certainly, he talks a lot about playgrounds and the and kind of the the risk benefits of playing in the more natural environment compared to a structured playground. And then another thing to do with that physical skills, it's not just physical this, but when recently we did a fire outdoor with the kids mm. at school yeah. and they just, we gave them a bit of tinfoil, didn't we? To put their pancake on in the cookie and a cup to have their hot chocolate in. And how many of those kids just did not know what to do with having something in each hand? And I mean, that's fair enough because they're kind of six and seven, but the fact that they had to ask us what to do, I found mildly horrifying, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like finding a solution. Yeah. Definitely. Just, yeah. And yeah, just relying on adults so much to kind of solve that. And, well, this is the thing, a lot, a lot of the children would have had one-to-one, even though parents might be working, they, yeah. when they needed help, it's been one-to-one and it's been really direct. Whereas at school, you know, you have to say, ask somebody on the table, I'll come back to in five minutes. Yeah. You know, they've missed out on that sort of independence in the way, which is nobody's fault because you can't, repli- again, you can't replicate. Absolutely. But again, in forest school, we're really conscious, aren't we, about developing those skills. And so, we're just naturally in a mindset where we wouldn't just give them the answer to that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm thinking, for example, fire lighting. You wouldn't just say, oh, give it here, I'll do it for you. And you wouldn't light the fire for them. You'd show them how to strike the fire striker and through resilience and patience that eventually get there. Um, Again, though, in that, in forest school, we've got the space, haven't we? Because it's smaller numbers and because the whole kind of ethos of it is about them developing um, holistically that we you can judge that based on that that child's interview you know if it's a really little kid and they want to have a go you might actually just come behind them and help them yeah strike hard enough to get that spark to, to light the fire whereas an old kid you're just reading those cues aren't you and judging how much scaffolding they need to achieve something that's really difficult when you're interacting with children on zoom which we'd be doing as teachers yeah um, <laughs> And also when you're a parent who's trying to do a million and one things, also it is so much quicker to do things for them sometimes. And I am guilty of it definitely at home myself sometimes. But, but you haven't think... got that space to fail. You haven't got that space of time, have you? Yeah. In those settings. But in a forest school session, you've got the physical space. You've got this sort of mental space where you can let them have a go at it and you can sort of remove yourself. And you've got more time as well, haven't you? Yeah, and it's your aim as well, isn't it? Like, that's what you're there for, really. Well, this is the thing, like, we're not actually goal-oriented. I don't care about the fire being lit. What I care about is what you get through that process, which, again, flips everything on its head, and it's all about the process of the skill and how you get there. I don't actually care about the end task or the the destination. It's more about the journey and what you've learned through that, which, again, flips a normal formal education on its head but obviously that's a whole other podcast that you could get into isn't it? yeah definitely <laughs> that's something i've been thinking about loads what kind of direction education is going to take now after this because there's going to yeah. be so much pressure isn't there on 
the kind of core subjects and and I really hope that we as a profession have a can take a more holistic long term view on it of it all. Yes. And allow that Absolutely. those curriculum gaps to close slowly and not try and cram them shut at the detriment of art and everything else just all the soft skills as well i hate the term soft skills by the way <laughs> um but do you know what is it hard <laughs> well because they're so i don't know i don't know if it's why i've got neg- negative connotations to the word soft there's nothing wrong with soft either but um i think maybe because it sometimes gets used as like uh derogatory i call it don't be soft but actually i would argue they're the most important skills that this is, and listen, the kids are going to, and obviously we've encouraged this to parents and other people, friends and family, that they will learn to read and they will learn to write. But if we rush them back and cram it, what they may never learn is turn-taking, patience, resilience, listening skills, all these things which I would argue are more important. We've got to teach them yeah. those skills. And I think what they have, so they've missed some curriculum time, but... Every year in a class of children the same, roughly the same age, you have a huge disparity anyway, don't you, of their starting point. And so although some kids might be behind where they were in terms of their kind of their maths and their English skills, I really feel that those skills are, they're going to be able to catch up on that. But what they can't have back ever is, you know, the whole of the whole of his eighth year now, my kids being in lockdown for. So that stage in their development that they're at now, however old they are, you can't give them back that stage of development and what yeah. they would have had compared to what they did get in that time. And because we can't do anything about that, we can't feel guilty about it. But I feel like we need to pay attention to it because potentially that's what's going to lead to, to issues. It's yeah. Not- well, and do you know what I find always? Even if you do take, say, I don't know, a year three child, their work that year three children, I would argue they're doing now, this year, 2020, 2021, is way before, way more advanced than what I was doing at year three. Like, if you look at my year three, yeah. they are, they are scruffy. But listen, we all know how to read and write. Do you know what I mean? It didn't hold me back. But so I think these children already are, um, naturally further ahead than where we were in year three academically. Yeah, uh, just because sense? of the way, yeah, because of the way the curriculum's changed over the years. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, a great I agree. thing. Obviously, that's a, that's a positive. But I, I'd say to people, don't worry that they'll always learn to read and write. Like it will, it will come. <laughs> What's well, more important is those other skills. Yeah, if it's certainly, like there are kids that are really going to need a lot of support. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that. yeah, but I know what you mean. Like generally, I yeah. agree with you that we just need to pay attention. I think to their the whole child and everything that they they might be missing. I actually think the maths and English is the easy bit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Given the scale of it all. <laughs> that's my list really, Chris. <laughs> Have you got anything there? The, well I was I was nicking your list, so <laughs> my list is done also. I'll be gutted if Boris turns around and says we've got to send our kids to school in summer because I think what we really need is just some free time together to without the restrictions of lockdown yeah that creative space creative freedom yeah you're right <laughs> and we're better to have that than at forest school <laughs> there you go that's a nice way to end it <laughs> <laughs> is that a wrap thank you so much for listening today we'd love to hear anything you have to say about the topics we've discussed you can find us 
at Little Sprouts Forest School on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or email us on littlespriteforestschool at gmail.com. See you next time. Thank you.